1: Alright guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 Podcast. I'm joined by who I believe to be one of the most genuine guys in the industry. Um, he, might, he might dispute me on that, but I believe <laughs> to be one of the most genuine guys in the industry. Now if it means anything to you, my wife got to meet you last week at uh, Pope and Young Convention. Yep. You walk out of the room and my wife says, he's just fun. Like he's just nice and kind. I appreciate that. Brandon yep. Waddell from Mountain Archery Fest. Brandon, how are you, man?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. We're at, what a beautiful day on the mountain up here at Hot Snow day. Basin. Hot day, yeah. So now it's getting smoky. So we're wondering where the fire is.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere. Um, we we're in. Before we kicked this off, we was in Reno last week at at Pope and Young, and uh, smoke everywhere, dude. Fires all around, smoke going on all around us, and it dried me out like crazy. So we were at a uh, kind of a reception, and my nose starts bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> And so I go into the bathroom, the first guy to walk in was Brandon. And he yeah. says, dude, you okay? You all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, it's just a nosebleed. Well, what you might not know is through that time, I'm sitting there, nose pouring in the sink, dude. Remy Warren walks in. He's like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Alan Bolin walks in. He's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Michael <laughs> Waddell walks in. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like, all these big names are walking in, and I'm sitting there with blood pouring out of my skull, and they're like, you all right? <laughs>
0: You know, it's always unnerving when blood comes out of someone's head. I know it doesn't matter if it's out of their skull cap, their nose, their mouth, their ears, their eyes. It's never—it's it's always one of those things you double you—you you tend to slow down and pay attention. Yeah, you know? and so uh,
1: I'm like, this—this this couldn't have happened any worse because we're at the reception where like you get to meet and greet all the big names. I guess all the yeah. big names had to take a leak while I'm, my nose is bleeding.
0: <laughs> and you remember what I said, to you? Don't get any on your tie, boy.
1: <laughs> and I think somebody actually, uh, and it wasn't one of those guys; it was somebody. But they actually walked by and like moved my tie for me. And yeah, <laughs> my yeah. nose <laughs> is still bleeding. I'm like, yep. thanks, sir. <laughs> yep,
0: yep. Don't get but, that tie. Uh,
1: before we start, man, tell me about math. How did it? How did it come about?
0: Well, Mountain Archery Fest is something that was not. Well, I guess the best way to put it is Mountain Archery Fest came about. Uh, through a relationship I had with Gary Wilson, Gary Wilson approached me and wanted uh, to do something like Mountain Archery Fest, and he came to me and wanted to see if I could run the mountain side of his events. Uh, he would heard through the grapevine that you know that I can, that I'm good at that, and that I can do well. And so we sat down and talked a little bit. And in an unfortunate situation, Gary had to kind of evacuate the business opportunity pretty quickly. But in the meantime, I had leveraged about. You know 60 grand worth of targets in a handshake and they were already on the ocean coming over from Mountain Archery Fest and um, when everything kind of came to a head it was one of those things where I had to kind of look back at my family and say you know this is something I'd really like to do and something I'd really like to be involved in whether Gary's in it or not and I just would really like to see if we can make this come together but there was no way it was going to move forward without my family's support and so sat down with the wife talked about it and we agreed that it was something that we would try to entertain and continue to move forward and um and here we are three years later
1: now might i say that's why i love coming to mountain archery fest um because not only is it your family's deal but you've created this to feel like we're all family yeah and and, and i mean that's exactly how it goes Mm -hmm. and the first one i came to was i don't know a month back in beaver and uh we show up and I don't know, it was probably 9 or 10 o'clock when we got here. And we're like, man, we're hungry. Where can we get yeah. some food at the mountain? And you brought us into your home cabin. Yeah. And your mom yeah. made a home-cooked meal. Yeah. And, and we're like, I was, I was blown away. I was like, good, good Lord, this is a, a family deal. And not only is Brandon's family involved, but Brandon makes you feel like he's part of your family. And so kudos to you, man. Yeah, thank you. Because you got all of your kids here?
0: No, I don't have all of them here. Um, we got the greater majority, but not all nine are here i have uh four kids that aren't here right now i have five of them no (laughs) yeah i tell them i said if you're not here you're square yeah
1: (laughs) now are they is it because they're too young to be here or no um
0: jobs yep i got uh, a son that's in taos and owns his own business okay uh just can't you know can't get away you know you know owning your own business is It's pros and cons right so and then my other daughter she just took on a new job she got married she graduated college with a degree, got a fantastic job, and it just wasn't in the cards for her to have any vacation time, only being six months into her job. Right. And then the third one lives in Sacramento and owns a recording studio. And, and man, he's just rock and rolling his life right now and, awesome. and having a great time. So, um, But the other five are here, uh, and I can tell you that without those five children of mine, my wife, um, family support from other board members and things of like that, man we wouldn't be here you know we the first year that we set um, purgatory in eagle point it was me and my three sons literally
1: doing the whole course
0: we did everything you see here we did the exact same thing we had five courses on the mountain it took us all week and there was just me and my three boys or actually my daughter and my two sons and i set the whole mountain 100 How many targets per course it was 180 targets total we set on the hill between the practice course, the kids course, and the other five courses, and you know, man kudos to them, like I'm just kind of me, I'm, I get to connect the dots, and I get to you know, create what puts smiles on people's faces, and and what rewards people, but I can tell you that if it wasn't for my kids, my wife my extended family we wouldn't be here um, they're my rock, bro.
1: Now walk me through the, the five courses, we've got open young course which is just outstanding yeah man the only place in the world like this is my plug for mountain archery fest where else in the world can you go and shoot a representation of every 29 big game world record world record
0: taken by a bow
1: where i mean yep. hold on let me actually slow down where else can you go anywhere in the world and find one target that is a representation of the world record for that species
0: on foam that you can shoot at nowhere
1: nowhere, nowhere. And, and here you get to shoot all 29 yep. but past that you try to even set it up realistically as to how that hunt unfolded um am i correcting that yeah
0: so we set the yardage correctly we try to do angles we try to do some you know uh we do, we try to recreate that shot opportunity for you that they got to experience
1: and one of the guys i wasn't at this event but one of the guys that shot the world record elk was at that event
0: yep and he was like, Idaho. dude, it was like yeah. I was reliving it. Yeah, he tells me it never gets old. He's like, it never gets old shooting that bull. <laughs> I bet not. I bet. Not. You know. And I told him, someday, maybe, you know, we'll have to retire that target. Let's maybe he'll maybe Dylan. he'll get beat, you know, and I'll have to I'm gonna have to send him that, that, that target. That target. Yeah. Let's do a Dylan Ray. That's what you need to do. Is if the world record ever gets beat,
1: whoever got whoever lost the world record title gets the target well i thought
0: about definitely giving them a target or maybe even give them a new one you know um but i also thought about taking those old targets to pope and young and auction them off that'd be cool um too. you know it just you know for maybe for s3da or for whatever or i don't know you yeah, know but just cool to too. take it back to the convention and and say this got beat check it out and you you know we can bid on it and I so don't know. Something World cool. Some, course, something cool has got to happen with it.
1: The Pope and Young World Record Course was supposed to be at the Pope and Young Convention.
0: Was. Was supposed to be there this year, but well, with COVID and rescheduling. Yeah, We ended up going down there and having our shoot with Silver Arrow Bowman, and that was really good. We had a great shoot. Not a killer turnout, but I can tell you that um, that local club there, Silver Arrow Bowman, their class act, man, we had a great time hanging out with them for a few days. So, now, beyond the Pope and Young Course, we've got Cryptic, Base Map, Eastman's. Eastman's. East, yep. So we got Eastman's Tag Hub course and base map and cryptic. And then we have a, usually we set a comp course. We didn't set a comp course here at this mountain. Um, I just didn't have enough competitors to justify the labor. Uh, so they're shooting Eastman's today. But, um, you know, the, the way to look at our course design is Pope and Young's kind of a beginner entry level course, and then Eastman's Tag Up course is, a, is that next step up to the intermediate. Now, what's it, the
1: furthest shot on the Pope and Young course?
0: The furthest shot on the Pope and Young course is just under 60 yards.
1: See, that's incredible.
0: It is incredible. That all
1: 29 world records are shot under 60 yards. Yeah. And they probably yeah. average what? 25?
0: Uh, I think I averaged it at 31.
1: That's incredible.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a testament. To the quality of hunter um, because I can tell you that some of these animals are just I mean they're the best representation of their species as a mature yeah. animal as you can get right obviously and to get in their bedroom I mean that's just special that's spectacular that's the testament of the hunter man nah. when you're when you're rolling in and you're killing the world record with a bow and the crazy part is that I I think it was 17 of the 29 are still held with a recurve or a longbow
1: wow that's awesome dude now i think average pope and young in general is 27.
0: yeah yeah
1: so that just now hey i'm all for if i'm shooting my compound i'm all for stretching it out to 100 120 and having fun
0: mm-hmm.
1: but realistically 30 and in is all i need to be at
0: yeah you know what's funny is is that we set the cryptic course so we can go through the course a little bit so you start with with Pope and Young, then you go to Eastman's Tag Hub as an intermediate course. Then you step up into Base Map, which is the ultimate hunter course, and it's not—it's not long shots either; just more technically driven. And then you get to the Cryptic course, and that's just sending bombs. And I tell people the Cryptic course is the most unethical course on the planet because it's meant <laughs> I bet to that teach makes Cryptic. Happen. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, the Cryptic uh, course is that way because Cryptic's battlefield to backcountry, and you're going to go battle the Cryptic course. Yeah, It's bomb shots, tight windows, brutal. I mean, it's like we're we're doing everything to teach you what your true ethical shot really is. That's what that course is designed. It's so asinine (laughs) and so unethical that you will quickly realize that your buddy who says, oh, I can smoke an elk at 80 yards any day. Huh. You didn't that time. Yeah. You know, so I... When we look at the courses, the idea of math is to encourage people to come out and it's to have people come out and continue to build within the sport of archery. Um, Not everybody's a hunter, but we want the sport to continue to grow because we know that your non-hunter, if you just let them experience the sport, they'll have way more compassion and understanding to what everything we do because they get it. They'll finally get the flip, the switch will flip.
1: Yeah, the Cryptic guys come off the course uh, not too long ago, yeah, and yeah. they were like, "Dude, that was
0: yeah, that was brutal." Yeah. yeah, Justin came off and bam, and they were like, "Dude, that was legit." Like, you know, and they were sitting down talking to me about how we need to kind of maybe on the website rate, uh, you know, your terrain difficulty and the shot difficulty, like so that you know, right. you got two stars here, five stars there, or you call it double black diamond over here and green or whatever, whatever. But and I think that's a great idea that we're going to have to carry forward. But I can tell you that this mountain, at Snow Basin, is special. It's deep there is no real quality terrain way off this hill unless you're ready to do five miles. Yeah. And, but I can, each course is to help you build your self-esteem and help you build your craft. And, and there's two or three shots on like, there's this, there's that 57 yarder on the Pope and young course. That's a little bit of a poke for some beginners, no doubt. Right. But there's a couple of those on Pope and young that will help you graduate and say, Oh, well I can make, I made that 60 yard shot on Pope and young. So, Eastman's is like 10 yards to 65 yards or 70 yards. So now I, I can go do that course. Yeah. And then there, the 65 or 75 yard ones on Eastman's are going to be kind of technical. So that those are your bridge targets to get to base map. Right. Right. And then you get to base map, and then there's a couple bombs in there. And that's what leads you into cryptic, into that full on expert, full send course. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we better er- take
1: a few dozen arrows. Uh,
0: no, I mean, even they came off of it. It's a tough course. But um, but we're really not here to make aero companies money, Dylan. We're here to build people's self-esteem and help build their, you know, their skill sets behind archery. We're here, you know, we want them to come have fun. We want them to come back year after year. And it's our job to make sure that these courses and these venues stay creative and keep that creative flow going for people to continue in the sport. And... There's a lot of ways to do that through these courses, Dylan. And I And I can tell you the best way, that Pope and Young course has changed people's identity to 3D. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: I believe it. No, that was my... When I really started looking into shot distances on not only world records, but on all of Pope and Young, that was when it clicked in my mind. I'm like, why do I shoot a compound? So that's when I switched to Rico. Oh, that's
0: when... Uh, I see why. Exactly yeah. why. Because I'm like, well, yeah.
1: if I... I mean I can I can I can get effective to 30 yards. So I'm like if if the average Pope and Young animal is killed at 30 yards, why not shoot a recurve? Uh, yeah. I mean it is more difficult, it is more work, but why not take that step, you know? And so that that was my when well, I started looking into those distances. I've, that's what made me switch.
0: Uh That's a cool idea to know that. I I would, you know, for me, I just picked up a, you know, a trad bow earlier this year. Because I just was kind of at a point where I needed to be able to go out on the archery range and just go shoot and not be so hyper-focused on my peep and my pins and all my stuff. And I'll tell you what, I mean, if I hit my block one time at 20 or 30 yards, I'm tickled pink. Because when I went back in the house, I'm so relaxed, man so let me
1: uh, my podcast listeners I'm sure are getting sick and tired of hearing this but I like to tell all my guests this um, when we get on the topic of of the switch and and shooting a recurve there's never that euphoric high with a compound anymore Mm -hmm. you go out and you shoot at 60 and you're like "All right, I'm dialed in you know whatever and you just shoot and you expect to hit the target but with a recurve Every shot is like, I hit the freaking target, you know? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. There's, there's a uh, yeah, I, high. Yeah, yeah, I hit, I mean, at 20 yards, I put one, one arrow in an 18 by 18 inch block, and I was like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: No, that, that's what it is for me, man, is, is you know, and, and after shooting a recurve for a year, going back to a compound, I, I did it this last weekend. I pulled out the compound, and, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a bear target at 60 yards, and I'm like, well, yep, this still sided in, you know? That was fun, I guess. I'm, like, I'm just going to go get my recurve. <laughs> that, way <I> can, yeah. <laughs> that way I can actually work at something, you know, and right. strive to be better. But before we move on, I do got to give a quick thank you to our friends. Have you ever met the guys at NZ Campers?
0: Yes. In fact, I, I'll tell you how I met the guys at NZ Campers. Um, I did a founder series on um, Heather Kelly's uh, series, and she's the owner of uh, Heather's Choice up yeah. in Alaska. And Heather called me and asked me if I'd be part of a founder series. And I was humbled by the lineup. I mean, dude, I mean, there's there's some flat out amazing people that have created amazing businesses and products for this industry that have changed it and streamlined it to make it more efficient. Lots of things. But anyway, I did that uh, that founder series and I spoke that night. And a a couple days later, um, David, yeah, David reached out to me. And was just like, man, you blew me away. Like, you gave me hope that, that what I'm doing and my passion will be received. And yeah. that if I just stay in my lane and hit the gas, that, you know, and use my turn signal every now and then, that yeah. it will be successful. And then he asked me, he flat out asked me, he says, hey, um, can you, uh, is, what about this Pope and Young gig? And I'm like, dude, go. Go. Go, Booth. Go. He's like, well, I just got the one camper. I just got it done, I'm not sure. And I'm like, dude, I saw pictures of your camper. You gotta go. And so he was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. And he's like, you going? I said, I'll be there for a day. And when I got there to see what he, the creation that he's been, these things, these trailers he's building and the customization and the thought, the forward thought in his design process is awesome. So yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's a camper built by a hunter for a hunter. And and I mean, you know, you can look at other campers and say, well, yeah, that would be good in the field but then you look at this and I mean, he's got coolers for meat storage and boot dryers and scent free cabinets built in. And I mean, I was, I was blown away mm-hmm. by the thought towards the Hunter. Yeah. Um, so guys go check out NZ campers. I don't believe his website is quite up yet, but go check him out on social media. That's ENZY campers. Again, his design is beautiful, mm-hmm. flawless. It gained so much attention at Pope and young. I was yeah. stoked for him.
0: What was his daughter's name? Do you remember his daughter's name? She was so delightful. She gave me the tour of that trailer and she's like, she pulled this Yeti cooler storage thing out, and she, I'm like, that is so cool. And she's like, did you not read the sign? It says take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled it open, man. There was ice cold drinks in there. I was like, all right, man. No, so
1: he, he's in the process of building me a hunting one-on-one camper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told her at that convention, I said, do you ever help your daddy build these? And she says, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I, yeah, I get to do this part and this part. And I'm like, well, this is what I want you to do. When you build mine, I want you to go up in the top corner somewhere and I want you to sign your name. That way I always remember you helped your dad build it. And she was like, yes. "Really? I can do that?" That's and I'm so like, cool. "Absolutely." Yeah. And so yeah, no, but go check out NZ Campers. Those guys are phenomenal. I'm not sure much on your story, but I heard you share a piece of it at our Pope and Young barbecue dinner last uh last event. Yep. Okay. And you mentioned something that that you said archery saved my life. What did you mean by that? Cuz I haven't got to hear the story yet.
0: Um well, it was, it's multifaceted, but ultimately, um, you know, I lived my life uh, running and gunning, selling dope, riding Harleys, uh, just living a real dark lifestyle until I was about 30 years old. And um, and I found myself facing some pretty hard time when I finally got caught and, uh, you know, through, I don't know, through, you know through through some time sitting in there and grace of god man i came out of there and i realized that i just kind of had to change my way but i was struggling for quite a few years um because the only i only knew the bad side of riding i only knew how to ride like i stole it and i was getting older and more kids in my life you know with nine children and just different things and you know brothers i've been riding with forever falling around me and dying and um and i needed something and i had a friend of mine that his name's Tommy Romero. And uh, I'm, I can get choked up telling the story every time, but it's fine Tommy me, Romero uh, came out to my house to hunt a buck. I just bought this property. There was this great buck. I'd met him, th- I, I'd known Tommy Romero for a long time, but just never really got to know him. And so we got to know each other a little bit more through our barber. And, you know, hanging out in a barber shop talking real men crap is pretty fun. And <laughs> anyway, so I ended up boasting about this buck. That I had at my house and he was like man I haven't shot a buck in like nine years I got a tag in your unit and my unit's mostly private so I just offered him to come out anyway he comes out he shoots this buck and I'm watched this whole thing go down with a bow with a bow I never never dude I was never a hunter never a hunter never shot a bow could care less highly proficient in handgun but don't care about anything else and turn around I and he's like you want to shoot it and I'm like yeah I do I want to shoot it and he's like well shoot it and I picked up his bow, and I, the only other bow I'd ever picked up in my life was a fiberglass bow in, like, junior high school or Boy Scouts or something, right? right? And I picked up that bow, man. I drew that thing back, and I shot that thing about a dozen times. And I looked at him, and I was like, wow, that's cool. Like, it just, it, I, to boil it down to you, I put it like this. I used to tell people, and I, I don't know if this is, if I can cuss or, or, or what I can say, but I'll deliver it to you real straight and real authentically. I used to, the world only turned, turned off two times in my life. And that was when I was riding my Harley or riding my wife. The world could spin without me. You know what I mean? Like that was the only time my brain stopped and I was in the moment. You know what I mean? In the moment. And when I shot that bow, I was in the moment and you spend your life all the time, not being in the moment and being present and. I was struggling then to find purpose in my life and it was just one of those things that just stepped in and it took over the madness of what my life was back then and it still haunted me somewhat because I didn't have any other way to turn my brain off. And when you come to math and you start learning about who I am and what I see and what I vision and the different things of who I am, you realize my brain doesn't stop yeah, ever. And you know, that was how I adjusted my creativity when I was younger was by just doing dope and turning my brain off through dope. And when uh, when I saw, when I got rid of my last Harley and picked up that bow, I just, it saved my life. Plain and simple.
1: And that right there is why I say you're one of the most genuine guys in the industry. Thanks, man. Um, I always say God gave you tear ducks for a reason, <laughs> you know. Um, yep. Facts. For, for those of you listening, um, get off your high horse, show vulnerability, show yeah. sensitivity. Um, we live in a world that, and I'll start preaching, but we live in a world that tells you you got to be hard and tough and whatever. Um, <laughs> man, just open up, you know. Um, you're actually the second person in a row that's cried on this podcast. <laughs> um Great. We did one yesterday <laughs> with, uh, I did one yesterday, aired last week with Joe and Dennis from Initial Ascent. Right and he's and and dennis told me a story of a hunt with his dad and it was his last hunt. yeah you know he didn't he the way good story the way it made it and and i teared up in that one yeah and uh and i was like well crap dude And, and now we got you sharing how archery saved your life i mean man um
0: and that's just and then you know now that's where i'm at you know and um it took me a little bit of time how long ago was that uh 13 years ago
1: now, how long did it take you to make this switch, or was it immediate, from shooting to hunting?
0: A week. <laughs> a week? <laughs> yeah, I, had a, uh, I went down, I went and bought a bow the next day, and uh, I came back and I started shooting, and I started shooting all week, and I went down and bought an over counter doe tag, and I shot my first doe seven days after I picked up a bow with my bow.
1: Really? Now what? What that do for you? That, what that? Oh goodness that sakes! Sh- I mean, shooting that first deer. What was that? What was that euphoric high
0: for you? Um. Well, coming from someone who's been in a world that's um, seen a lot of death and been a part of it and held it and been in that space for a lot of time, um, but on a human side of things, you look at that and you can't even describe the respect level that happens. Oh my gosh. Um, because it, it doesn't matter how life is taken. Um, it just, it deserves respect. And it, de- and it deserves, uh, I don't know but past respect really, but just, it just deserves honor. you right, uh, man. And I just, you know, yeah, I just sat there and cried over that deer because um, it was the first time I'd taken a life with purpose. Yeah. And not just because it was and not that I've ever murdered anybody, but <laughs> but I've been around enough of it. Yeah. Um and watched it happen firsthand when you're in a drug world and cartel and and things like that that uh you see a lot of scary shit and I just think that when you when you get to that point of touching that animal after you've taken its life and you just realize that you just did that. And, um, and then you take it home and you dress it out and you feed your family. Yeah. I feed my family with it. And it just started something, um, within my family. That is just heritage and, um, and something that we just really love, dude. We just love it.
1: Crap, man. You got to quit doing this to me. (laughs) No, uh, um and that right there the words you just said is what every non-hunter needs to hear because they think we're some murderous bloodthirsty just out for blood and they don't understand that that moment in time we're standing over a dead deer but that moment in time is a time of honor it's a time of respect it's a time of of thank you And, and and i asked you before we started this and it has nothing to do i didn't know this is where this was going but the tv show alone um, right. Yeah, the, you
0: asked me if I'd seen that. I, I think I've seen stuff, but I'd never you know, watched it. You know who Clay it.
1: Hayes is, right? Yes, Clay Hayes is on it right on, now. Oh, is he? Um, well, he's off. I mean, the show is airing right now that he's on. But I gotcha. And you see them take an animal, and they start crying and tearing up, and they're so happy because they're starving to death, and they <laughs> yeah. finally get food. Yeah. And they say, you know, that they had to give their life so I could live. Now, is it that extreme for us? No, because mm-hmm. I can go to the grocery store and get meat. But mm-hmm. at the same time that animal gave its life for my family to eat and it's just it's a time that that unless you experience it i could never put it into words for no. you ever
0: no there's there's nothing that replicates it at all nothing and so and that's what also makes it intriguing and makes it um, very special is because there is nothing else like it and um and I think that the most important thing to remember about the whole, you know, taking the life of an animal and things like that, it just kind of rolls back to some conversations you and I have had about why I believe in Pope and Young, why I, you know, you know why the creation of this Pope and Young course came to fruition from me and my passion for Pope and Young, my passion for um, what, what Pope and Young stands for, and, and especially, you know, for me, like you've heard me give my speech about why to put an animal in the book, and it's because it, it ties right back into my tears. Yeah, because it deserves its legacy to be held amongst its peers. It, it, it deserves that respect. Right.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, you know. And I've said it multiple times. And putting an animal in the book is not for you not for the hunter no you know I mean I just got off the phone with Chuck Adams 10 minutes ago and, and you know he's got what 205 in the books now
0: uh, is that all
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> when they start accepting forking horns I'll have some in there
0: um,
1: <laughs> no but uh, and, and there's no argument that he's one of the greatest to ever live mm-hmm. but the fact that his animals are in the books is what makes him great the reason his animals are in the books is because he wants to honor and respect those animals for a lifetime. Because yep. you can have the trophy on your wall. You say that all the time. You can have the trophy on your wall. But what if a house fire comes? What if, uh, I mean, eventually you're going to die and that, that'll get sold in the garage sale or whatever. Yeah, for but... 50
0: bucks. <laughs> yeah. You can't imagine the amounts I see sold for nothing because exactly. no one has a clue.
1: They don't know. And so, but when you put that animal in, it's, in the book, it honors and respects that animal for a lifetime. Yep. And Jason Roundsville, our executive director, he, he told a story one time. You know, work in a booth and, and, a, and a guy, you know, had to have cerebral palsy or something or not cerebral palsy. Um, I don't know. Something came up. He's was in a wheelchair, couldn't talk real well and uh, probably a stroke or something that had taken it. And, and um, rolls up and his buddy says, hey, you have a couple of animals in here, don't you? And he shook his head yes, couldn't really talk. And he said, well, let's find you. And, and he looked at his name. He said, there you are right there. And Jason said, you could see that moment in that guy's eyes. He was a hunter again. He hadn't been able to hunt for however many years, and for that moment, huh. he was a hunter again, because the legacy of that animal has been remembered forever, yeah. and so for that moment, he was back, and that's, that's what cool. it's all about, man.
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, you hear all sorts of different stories along those lines, um, but for me, like I said, I just I quit putting my name in. I put my initials in. That's it, because I just I don't want people to find me in there. Yeah that's not the point. Right. Um, but everybody has a different view. And and I, you know, I'm 100% on board. However you want to enter or how you do, I just think you, you just have to enter it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Now, one guy, I don't remember the exact wording he said, um, but they said, how many animals do you have in there? And he said, I don't, uh, how did he word it? Something along the lines of, I don't have any animals in there. But, there's animals in there that I've harvested that, you know what I mean? Like saying that
0: I don't, my accolades are not in there. Yeah, I don't have anything in there. That's not but me, there,
1: but there's six animals who grew big enough to be in there yeah. that I actually harvested. Right. Yep. And that, that's what it's all about.
0: I agree. Um, and that's why we really love doing what we're doing here with the Pope and young course and the, and the pint night and the three course wild game dinner that we're doing with Pope and young man is because we got to, we need, people to go out and bring some membership to Pope and young. Like you were mentioning the one for one, right? I mean, it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. And there's no reason why as a father, it should be, you know, every, your kids and your wife should be involved. You should get them involved. The kid membership was $50 till they're 18 years old. Yeah. There's a new sign-up program with Pope and young. That is amazing. I don't even know how Pope and young can afford to do it. They can't. They're, I don't know. Maybe. But because they get the ethic, they get all this stuff back that the club gives years back till they're 18 years, yeah. years old.
1: Yeah. No, and that's, yeah, I told somebody, I'm like, my, son, my son's a member. He was at, at, at four months old, and he was a member. And they're like, well, that's just, that they didn't understand why. And I'm like, well, I want my son to grow up understanding that if you love something, you fight for it. Mm. And, and the moment you start bow hunting, you know, whenever that time comes, whenever he's of age to bow hunt, I want you to understand that somebody fought for your rights to bow hunt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can tie that into anything. Yep. I mean, if you, if you love a certain sports team, you buy their apparel, you wear it around, you represent it. <laughs> it um, but yet, then we as bow hunters, we don't represent those that created the opportunities for us. Mm-hmm. And so I want them to understand that, you know, from the get-go, this didn't just come about, you know, somewhere between the Indians and us. Someone thought bow hunting isn't a legitimate means, and somebody <laughs> had to create bow hunting seasons right, for us. Right. And I want them to understand that somebody went out and fought for those rights. And that's what it's all about now before we move on i got to give a quick thank you to my friends over at three rivers now i'm also going to give three rivers a challenge on this three rivers get involved with mountain archery fest let's create a traditional only course because that would be legit
0: yep we're we're heading that way with three I, rivers yeah no not with three rivers but i need help going that direction
1: well three rivers there's your challenge there's there your you call go. out bring it get involved with mountain archery fest Guys, Three Rivers, if you don't know who they are, um, they are your one-stop shop for anything traditional. Same-day shipping on the largest selection of uh, in-stock traditional archery gear. And they're just a plethora of knowledge. So whether you just need some information on getting involved in traditional archery or whether you need the products, Three Rivers is your place to go. So go check them out. But Three Rivers, you also have a challenge issued to you. Get involved in Mountain Archery Fest. Let's create a traditional-only course. Now, um, what is your... You say that's in the works. What is in the works for Mountain Archery Fest? What do we got coming?
0: Well, what's coming? We got a lot more venues coming next year. Um, so we're going to start getting ourselves a little bit more eastbound. And, um, eastbound and down. Load eastbound up and, and truck down. Up. Yeah. Little C.W. McCall there. You ever see this tattoo on my arm? No, I Do you recognize seen it. that tattoo? I don't. Did you ever watch Convoy? Oh, no. Oh, that was a hard I, no on the I'm grin. i yep, too young. You gotta, you're going to have to watch Convoy, and then you'll know where that tattoo comes from. Okay. Yep. All right yep it's a hood ornament
1: i'm gonna watch it and then i'm gonna go back and now then i'll know
0: there's actually one of those duck hood ornaments on my semi down here in the parking lot that we built were, for like, mountain archery fest uh, well you know my last name's waddell and everybody used to call me waddle, waddle. so ducks became kind of like my mascot <laughs> they used I love to it. i remember i was about seven years old and mcdonald's came out with this commercial where like the school teacher they decided to go on a school trip well it was raining and the kids were all oh no recess right and next thing you know you see them there at McDonald's with their rain yeah. slickers on and whatnot, and then they at the end of the commercial they're going through the parking lot and they're stomping through the puddle and they're all quack quack waddle waddle quack. And now, dude, when that after that commercial came out, in my been. life that was my nickname for the rest of my life was waddle. So you know, uh,
1: now I will say this about Snow Basin: gorgeous facilities. Yeah. yeah. When I walked up in here, you're talking huge chandeliers hanging. I mean, just a gorgeous place. And I'm like
0: bronze statues of deer like and elk five guys and sheep. That are like.
1: Too nice for my blood. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a nice joint. And there's no doubt that uh, the amenities here are top-notch. Um, the I mean, mountain is top-notch. I got top I peed
1: in a golden urinal earlier.
0: Yeah, that's, I, you know what's funny is, is I came out of the Pope. When I, remember when I left the Pope and Young pint night for a second? Yes. I was like, I, you guys yelled at me. I was like, I have potties. I went downstairs and the first words out of my mouth was gold-plated plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> wow you know i mean no, i'll have to admit place. that it's you know i mean as a chef i've been in some pretty nice places in my life some nice restaurants and different things and as a foodie but i'll tell you i uh i sat in the american legion down here in eden with uh the cryptic crew and eastman crew last night and that was that's my speed right there bro what was it at the american legion so it's uh it's a it's a bar. Um, it's a military kind of bar thing. Oh okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can't, yeah. I don't know if I don't know how to we describe the hometown. American Legion. I, I don't know what yeah. they are per se, but got I think one in it's. Our hometown. They I just think call the, it the Legion. Yeah, That's all they call yeah. It. So, we went down there and drank some a couple beers and chatted it up. And um, yeah, I could hang out. I, I like hanging out in dives. There you, you go. Know? I am. I'm kind of a dive guy.
1: There you go. Now, uh, when you say east, what are you, ta- where are you talking? I mean, I don't know if you have them nailed down yet. We we don't
0: have them nailed down yet, but we were looking at some prospects uh, in eastern Minnesota, eastern West Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, and Texas, and around the Branson, Missouri area. So they're all online. We're talking with everybody. We'll see how many of those we get in. At least half of them will get put on the books for next year, I believe. Um,
1: Our venue is going to be the Dixie Stampede. The Dixie Stampede. <laughs> In Branson, Missouri. Branson,
0: Missouri. Dude, that No, they fun. changed the
1: name. It was too racist. They changed the name. Oh, get out. Dolly Parton's.
0: <laughs> they changed it to Dolly Parton's. The Dolly Parton Knockers Park.
1: Yeah, something, something like that. Oh, no, uh, no, I'm excited, man, because a couple of those are a lot closer to home, so I don't got to get on a plane. And fly. Yeah. Now those, you said, before this, you were bashing me, saying, I'm never even shooting you shoot a bow. I don't nope. even think you can shoot a bow. Uh, you don't you even own one. a bow. And I'm like, well, man... <laughs> it's just hard to fly i mean when i got extra totes and bags and whatever oh it's hard stop to fly a bow, you can so. get a
0: breakdown bear archery bow and travel with it stop the excuses
1: that's what, I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i got no this time i was like i'm bringing my bow good and then and then i went to find an arrow tube to put arrows in and i couldn't find a stinking arrow tube so i'm like well crap so i called uh aerotech and i was like hey you got arrows there he's like yeah dude you can shoot some of mine of course and i'm like deal and then I said something about my recurve. He's like, oh, all I've got is veins. And I'm like,
0: dang it. No, dude. Look, he's got those. Uh, you just need to build some speed freaks and just build them with traditional specs and just shoot them. They, they shoot amazing.
1: We talked yesterday um, with, my, with my draw length and the weight I'm shooting right now. Without running a heavy outsert. Right now I'm running a super heavy outsert on my traditional arrows. Um, but with his arrow, I need a 500 spine and they don't come out until next year. Yeah, so.
0: that's what he's saying, yeah. Well, I took a, I, like I say, I just got that recurve earlier this year and I just picked up a couple of those and built six of those speed freaks just to, just to have some new arrows. I, uh, you know, I bought some of those wooden looking arrows yeah. that have like the all natural feathers on them.
1: Mm-hmm. From There's Easton?
0: five of them in my yard somewhere. <laughs> Dylan, I still haven't found them and I haven't mowed them yet. So uh, that, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to find them because they look just like the earth.
1: I've lo- that. That see, I had some of those, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Why in the crap am I shooting wooden arrows? Because then I can't find them." <laughs> who
0: who thought that was a good idea? Like, no, that's why I, I, I mean, I like I think that. it's a cool idea, good marketing idea. So Carbon s- arrows that look like wood—that's great. But so,
1: speaking of Three Rivers, you got to try out there. It's called the bare Bow Arrow, made for recurves. Okay, but it's all white. The whole arrow is white, so they're so easier to find, find, find it. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I know. Yeah, they're
1: made by Easton. They're they're branded and, and wrapped for Three Rivers, but uh, they're called the bare Bow Arrow, and they are. They're awesome. Um, I
0: got well. I can tell you, I had Aero Junkie over here make me some of those Speed Freaks and put a bunch of bright wraps and veins on them and I stuff because I, yeah, I can't see. To, I can't see to start with, let alone. Yeah. It was, I, I had a hard time.
1: No, I told him. I said uh, I ran into him, met him, figured out what he did and stuff, and I, I just had placed an order like a week ago with Easton uh, for some of their new four millimeter axis long range arrows, and I'm like, I'm gonna reroute those directly to you, and you can build them. He's like, deal. So I'm excited to see what he does with
0: them. Well, I, you should be excited. I think it will be fun. And then, uh, I think then we'll have to work on that trad course thing. We were kind of talking about, you know, like I really want to try to put together a trad course that may, you know, I'm just spitballing. We're going to work it out, but I'd like to have a course that probably has 10 shooting pins and then, but you have like three animals per pin. So you just basically set a family of targets there. Um, because I, I think you know your bear bows getting a lot more popular right now, and they're getting really good. Like, I mean, Thanks some so of those guys, sure. man, they don't—they're not flinching at anything distance-wise right now. And so, yeah. um, but I do think that on just a real traditional sense, I think that'd be cool because every time I see these guys step up and shoot, they like, oh, misjudge that. One more yeah. try, right? And if you have three targets sitting there, it gives them multiple chances to right. try and hit a phone, piece of phone. Yeah. So that's kind of my idea on that.
1: Where does it stop? Where does distance stop for archery? Because it gets further and further. You see guys, you know, consistently and accurately shooting at 120, 130, and it just keeps further. further It's going
0: to keep going as long as they keep building limbs and people keep wanting to pull 80, 90 pound limbs. I mean, I heard Cam Haynes had a 90 pound bow built. I mean, and so, you know, I mean, I don't know where it's going to stop, but I do know that it can go where it wants to go. And in the meantime, Mountain Archery Fest is going to be here anchoring the sport in the reality of what like we it. do. I right. Like it. And, and it doesn't mean like, I'm, and I'm not talking outside of my mouth. I mean, we got, you know, at Eagle Point, I had a 150 yard Buffalo shot, but I, I had filled dirt brought in, in place so that we could put a 50 yard or 150 yard Buffalo on there so that you could feel comfortable with just dropping, just slinging some carbon down there and knowing that you weren't going to totally mess up your arrows. Yeah. You know, just for fun. I mean, we've got Braden Samuelson here, who's part of our crew on our board. Um, and he's been, the last two years, has attempted a 650-yard new world record. And he just, he was so close, Dylan, to making that new world record. I was there. It was amazing.
1: The, the one time I saw him shoot, he was like inches from it.
0: Yeah. Inches. Yeah, He one pace away from the target. But then he had, the rest of his arrows were 10 yards away in a solid five-yard group sixty five six hundred and fifty yards. And it was windy. I mean he was making adjustments. I mean it was it was it was impressive. So where it'll stop, I don't know. But but that doesn't matter. What people need to know is that they just gotta stay in their lane. Dil. They gotta stay in their lane and they gotta shoot their Dang thing. It. They gotta shoot what they're capable of. They got to get out and shoot some more and try to improve what they're doing and challenge themselves and, and continue to do things that build their self esteem behind that stick. Yeah. Because that empowers you to do other things in life. It, it gives you focus and integrity and, and commitment and, and it allows you to understand cause and effect on good and bad and it's just, the sport of archery has so much life lessons inside of it, Dylan, that if, if you're shying away from archery for your kids, or your family, because you're not hunters, you're missing out because shooting a bow that paper or anything is really good for the I'll soul you, that's what's
1: been special <laughs> is all the people that walk by and i'm like you a bow hunter No, like nope just here to shoot just like to shoot and i'm like it's fine
0: yeah no not everybody needs to be a bow hunter look if everybody became a bow hunter tomorrow and we started having to fill our freezers we'd be in deep shit yeah <laughs> you know
1: you're not wrong man no
0: we wouldn't have enough meat we wouldn't have enough animals we wouldn't have enough freezer space we wouldn't i mean you know just it would get a little bit gnarly i think
1: now what is does um so you know fred bear was big on his field notes what's one field note you've taken over the years could be as simple as don't be in the wind could be as you know as complex as thermals whatever
0: it's, my deal is real simple man It's stay in your lane and hit the gas because don't it. look back in life you you can't you can't sit in the past you can't you can't muddle you can't you just can't stay there it's not healthy it's not good for you i've been there been i mean look i spent years trying to find what what i was going to do with my life I was stuck, and uh, and since I found archery and moved forward, and the things in my life, and my kids, and math, and all the relationships and things that I've built, I mean, uh, that's only because I because I saw what I wanted to do, and I got in the fast lane, and I didn't pay attention to my competition. I don't pay attention to anything else other than what my heart tells me, and what my soul is feeding. You know, it's like I just. And I just, I'm done with looking back. And I just, I just think that that's the best thing to do for people, man, is just, you know, and I think it played heavy in COVID, yep. you know, it's just like stay in your lane, man. You stay in your lane, I'll stay in my lane. And if you're coming over here, use your turn signal. And you know, we can occupy the same lane, no problem for quite a while, but we're not gonna go to the same place. Yeah. And that's life, that's people you got to learn to have compassion for people. You got to learn to have compassion for each other and be in the moment. Like I said, and, and just stop worrying about the past and stop worrying about the future and just be in the present because you're never going to make your future where you're supposed to be if you're not in the moment right now. And so for me, it's just, it's that simple, Dylan, stay in your lane and hit the gas, bro. Because if, if otherwise, because no one's, no one's doing anything for you. Yeah. It's up to you.
1: Brandon Waldell, everyone. It's all you need to know about him right there no just a guy that speaks as genuinely and as truthful as he can and that's what i love about him
0: thank you do i appreciate it and i just now, appreciate the opportunity
1: now ever since your biker passed why don't you just switch to a baku e-bike dude
0: <laughs> i tell you i i like those things i dig them a ton um and if i had the money to buy one i'd buy one today I'm your
1: kids ain't talked you into them yet
0: oh dude let me tell you something um my kids never got anything nice, Dylan, because there's nine of them. <laughs> if I had to buy nine, look, I don't even own a side by side because I would have to have five side by sides
1: to get your family to around. to get my
0: family around. Yeah, but you at know, the end of the
1: day you still have a baseball team.
0: Yeah, we do, but no one, but we have no pitcher because <laughs> <laughs> my shoulder's shot. No, so, no, I, you know, the the bottom line of it is, is that. Uh, um, this is just a marriage made in heaven right here, buddy. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Pope and young and math, are going to move the needle. And if you haven't, if you don't, you better get ready and see it coming because, uh, we're about to shake it up a little bit because we're tired of the division bell being rung in this industry. We're tired of, uh, you know, Everybody throwing their egos out and trying to measure things up, and we're just down to getting this sport back to family.
1: Yeah. No i uh, I want to take a I want to take a time. I'll loop back to that. But I mentioned Baku e-bikes, and this is my perfect opportunity to throw in my my newest sponsor of the podcast, Universal Outdoor Products. Yeah. Old Thomas. Thomas. How do you say his last name? Mifsud.
0: Mif- I don't even. I don't want to try. I, I call it misfund. Anyways, but Thomas, Thomas, Universal
1: Outdoor Products, <laughs> guys. He is he is one of the greatest guys. If you walk up and talk to him about his products, he's one of the greatest guys you'll ever deal with on products, and he is a Baku e-bike dealer. Um, so. I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of baku i'm a big fan of thomas at universal outdoor products so guys go check out thomas go check out baku and if you need a baku bike reach out to thomas reach out to me and i'll get you in touch with him because he will get you the best deal possible yeah
0: he's got the best he's i mean he's been the best salesman there and he's got he's able to do more deals than anybody else and 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 he's just like me thomas is just as genuine as they come and i he was going to join us for the podcast i wish he could have made it but i tell you um you know, even in the last six months of meeting Thomas, I've my, I found myself stuck in some ruts still. And, you know, flat tire on the fast lane, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and I can tell you that Thomas is a special dude. He, uh, it, 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 he, he helps me out a ton. He lifts me up. He keeps me focused. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a founder. I'm one of those people that walks in and tells you the most brilliant idea, and then I tell you to think about it. And I go and I buy a Coke at Maverick and I come back and I came rem- and I look at you and I say, what are you doing? And you're <laughs> like, well, I'm thinking about what you just said. And I'm like, what the hell did I say? Yeah. Because the, the, these things come through, the he- through our brain so fast um, that we don't ever get it all written down. We have to tell somebody. Right. And, um, and Thomas has helped me out with that tremendously, taking those thoughts and the, all that and getting it down on paper or talking into my phone and just different things. Because I come up with brilliant ideas in the worst places really in the shower yeah that's what my brilliant yeah my start. phone's not in the shower that's why i told him i said dude i i have magic in the shower
1: <laughs> are we going but, back to you talking about no, uh, your wife yeah about, yeah
0: no like, uh, but really i think that thomas and and what he's got universal outdoor products and um man he's just as you know look around me dill Look around, like you said, we're building family here. Look that's around exactly at every look around, look at you, look at everybody that's here. They're an extension of me.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. And uh you know it, it's all like you can literally say and 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 mean it with 100% of your heart that the companies that are here are part of the math family. Yeah. Like when I look at who's here they're just part of who math is and that's you know base map and universal and baku and and Aerotech pope and young and and i'm missing people but um western contours i mean when i think about them i think about math and when i think about math i think about them yeah um and it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing but guys go check out uh universal outdoor products because baku makes the best e-bikes
0: hands down there's no comparison
1: and thomas at universal will sell them to you at the the best price so mm. you're getting the best bike at the best price i heard a guy walk up the other day and he's like dude i can't afford these and thomas worked such a great deal that he bought two of them
0: yep <laughs> yep
1: the guy walked away looking at his wallet. Yeah. he's like what just happened yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. That's such the, a great the, deal the, that i mean thomas is a, thomas is a salesman I there's mean, he, no doubt about it he
1: worked a deal for for all of pope and young um,
0: yeah that was a, that was epic
1: all of pope and young and, and basically six hundred dollars off with free product on the side plus taxes being waived plus free shipping it's like eighteen hundred dollars of savings and i'm like dude how are you making money but guys go check them out uh because they're phenomenal uh and they're the newest sponsor of the show so i'm excited about them i'm excited about thomas and his passion for hunting
0: so you know that's and isn't it so isn't it cool i mean i i don't know three rivers but you know it's neat when you sit down and talk to the founder of math and you're starting to talk about the companies that came through math to you right and 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 they realize the importance that Pope and Young has in my life and that math with this course and what it means to the people that get to come and shoot it, that they saw what we're doing here and they're like, We're we want deeper. Yeah. They want deeper into where we're going here. Yeah. You know, I look at the vendors we have here, other than just a couple new ones that came on just in the last few couple events. I think the only Either I've been in their home or they've been in my home, and I think there's only one booth out there that hasn't been that way.
1: Well, Wellington, Kansas. Come to my house, man. Okay. <laughs> I've got a 3D range set up in my backyard.
0: Yeah, you told me that.
1: It'll compete with this. Yeah. No, like that. <laughs> there's only eight targets, and they're all within a— 30 yard range it doesn't matter my Just son, the fact that my two-year-olds peed on
0: all of them excellent all good you've tied him right
1: marks his territory
0: good i think
1: i think it's like a, a territory thing because the dog's out there running around yeah and he's like marking his territory yep. but my wife called me up the other day <laughs> i was downstairs working and my wife calls me up the other day and, and i'm like what and she's like look out the back door and i'm like what my son was riding a raccoon <laughs> buck naked and i'm like that a boy yeah you know I, <laughs> yeah. And, and then she says 10 minutes later now come look at him i'm like what and he's sitting there, arcing, trying to get onto the hog's back with his pee. And I'm like, hey! And then I got mad. And I'm like, hey, 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 quit it! I was yeah. proud of you a minute ago, but now you're going too far. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hey, I appreciate get, it, too. This is our last math event, but... Get registered for Mount Archery Fest next year because if you're not here like like he said be here at B square yeah that's this is the fact. place to be
0: yeah we're gonna be you know future wise more locations we're gonna try to get everything announced in October um, so be paying attention watch our show, our social um, that's the fastest way to see our information at Mountain Archery, at mountain Archery fest Mountain Archery fest yep and um, aside from that go explore mountain go see our website go see what we got going on we've got it's it's an overload of information on our website to be honest Um, because of just how much we offer but that's the way it's got to be when you want to be the most complete 3d archery shoot in the usa
1: guys go check them out thanks for listening you guys have a great week.